2: a Mercedes band
3: On the road again.
1: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern
4: and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on K- KNT 960, the Patriot Intelligent Talk Radio. That was a mouthful for me to get out this morning. I apologize. My name is Dana Southern this morning. Once again, I'm here for about the 200 and some month week in a row with my friend and partner, Gary Green, and we are your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer, looking at every facet of the transaction, not just pieces of it, but every facet. Good morning, Gary.
2: Good morning, Dana. And you know, it's, it's funny that, you know, you always write great notes and it's one thing that people don't always realize and they get caught up in and they get caught up in it with it, whether it's True Cars, whether it's Cars.com, whether it's Costco, is they get caught up in the price of the car. But in my opinion, more important than the price of the car is if you were to show up at a dealership and you have a $5,000 down payment, whether it's $100 bills, a check, whatever it is, it's $5,000. If you, you show up at the trade-in that you think the trade in is worth $7,000, the dealership only thinks it's worth 6 grand. The dealership now has the option to decide, well, you know what, it's worth making the car deal. Let's put 7 grand in the car. Have you ever seen a dealer write a check to help the customer that's got a cash down payment?
4: Not so far.
2: Now, I would have to say that more important than the price of the car or as important as the price of the car is your shop and your trade, and that's what we'd like to talk about today.
4: Well, yes, we would, and obviously not everybody that purchases a vehicle has a trade-in, but most people or a lot of people certainly do. The dealership, just so you know, doesn't matter which one, if you happen to go in there, whether you tell them you intend to trade or not, they're going to expect you to be trading. But we're going to talk today about some of the questions they ask of you and the reasons why they ask them and some things that you should heavily consider doing to protect yourself financially and things that you need to be aware of to also protect yourself financially.
2: Now, another aspect of that is, Dana, how many times did you look at a car deal where the customer has a trade and you took the deal even though the deal didn't make sense because you were getting a really nice trade that you knew you could make money on?
4: Well, I can tell you for any true car dealer, you have to look at the big picture. And so ultimately, if you did have to take a a deal or a a margin on the new vehicle that you're selling that you don't prefer, but you in turn have the opportunity to get a nice retailable trade in that you might be able to make a, a nice profit on, only a fool dealer would, would miss that trade, but once again, it's the negotiating skills of the person trading and recognizing what they have. But what I want to do is talk about some of the things that you might be asked if you were going to trade a car in. One of the first things that I trained my salespeople years ago to do was ask if you were the original owner of the car. And there's a lot of reasons for that. When you're the original owner of the car, you should, of course, know the entire history of the car. When you're the original owner of the car, it can make a difference when it comes time to trade or sell your car to the next buyer. So to the dealer, as an example, someone trains in a rental car, previous rental car that's kind of average condition, or someone trades in a one-owner well-cared-for car that doesn't have that kind of history. One car is certainly more valuable than the other. But the reason that they ask if you're the original owner of the car is because if you're not, A, it's going to do a little mental deduction in your head as to what the value of your car might be. Think about it. If there were two used cars on the lot... Which w- one would you pay more money for? The one-owner immaculate car or the three-owner clean car. But getting past that, the if you're not the original owner and you're asked if the car's in an accident, do you know unequivocally for a fact that it has not been in an accident? Because if all you did was rely on Carfax, or if all you did was rely on you know, what you were told, there's a reasonable chance that the car you bought may have been involved in an accident, and the dealer that's about to appraise it is going to find out, unless they're not paying attention.
2: You know, and, and it's... It's so true what he just said about the Carfax. Because not only does Carfax miss accidents, but sometimes Carfax will not have service histories on the car. And I'm not bashing Carfax. It's a wonderful tool.
4: It helped me. Just to say one nice thing truly about Carfax. If it weren't for Carfax, about three months ago, a lady and her husband who were in a horrible position would have been screwed. Carfax saved their butt.
2: And... You know, they'll ask you questions about the vehicle. Are you the original owner? If, If they notice that there's a crack in the windshield or a star, okay, a lot of dealerships replace windshields if the windshield's bad. They'll ask if you have full coverage glass insurance because all that is is one phone call and they replace the windshield in the car. And that could add hundreds of dollars to the value of your vehicle.
4: Some people, by the way, Gary, think that they shouldn't call their insurance company when they have glass coverage.
2: Why do you have it then?
4: Exactly. And typically, there's no deductible. It's a very common occurrence. Some windshields can be very expensive. Don't fight the dealer on getting a new windshield if it needs it because it's not going to hurt you.
2: Now, a lot of times, if you were were working a car deal and the car pulled in and the salesman does his step three, we used to have a box… On the trade evaluation card that said, when do the plates expire? Okay. What they're doing is if your plates are expiring in the next 30 days, the dealer pretty much has a pretty good idea that you're there to do business. They also have a pretty good idea when they get in the car. Now they can do the look across the lot, look at the car, take the VIN number, and put an idea on the car. Now, what I always look at is the guy that's appraising the car, if he gets in the vehicle, okay, what I used to do was I got in the vehicle, and I'd kick open the glove box, okay? Check the center console. If the glove box is empty, the center console's empty, the people are there to do business. Now, if you pull open up the trunk, and, I mean, I helped a gal last week that we needed three boxes and two bags because she was under no impression of thinking she was buying a car.
4: By the way, little tidbit. What he's telling you is dead on. If you go into a dealership and the only thing in your car is a couple of brochures and a couple of business cards, you've emptied it out, you're giving the dealer every sign in the world that you're there to trade a car.
2: When, when it was funny, you know what Dana was talking about. When I went out, I was doing the step three with the customer, and usually a good salesperson – walks around your trade-in with you to try to devalue the car, pointing out all the little things so that he's, as Dana said, that mental note. Now, I had one instance that was hilarious, and I worked with Dana at the time, so I'm going back 25 years. We're at ABC Nissan, and the customer's there, and the only thing in the car was a copy of the purchase order from West Valley Nissan that West Valley Nissan gave them to go shopping with. And rather than folding it up, They left it on the seat for me to find. Now, whether or not they left it on the seat sly like a fox or left
4: it on the seat not
2: aware of what they were doing.
4: They gave you a roadmap on how to make them a cardio.
2: Exactly. And, you know, what I always tell people when they get on, you know, what do you think my trade's worth? What do you think my trade's worth? What do you think my trade's worth? Before we're going shopping. I will ask them for a couple of things. I'll ask them for any special equipment that's in the vehicle, whether it's navigation, a moonroof. There are certain options that you could pay a couple of thousand dollars for. And when you go to trade your car in, the Kelly Blue Book doesn't change for blind spot monitors. It doesn't change sometimes for adaptive cruise control. Those are expensive items, but I've never not seen navigation get an ad. I've never not seen 20-inch wheels get an ad. I've never not seen the moonroof get an ad. So, I like to do some homework, and I know Dana does too. Give me the VIN number on your trade. Give me the special equipment. We have the same tools. Mileage. The same tools that the dealers have to get an idea what the car is worth. But then the final thing that I'll tell the person, it really doesn't matter what, the, what I think the car is worth because I'm not buying it. So what it matters is just like you're buying the car from the dealer, the dealership's buying your car. And if you're negotiating by yourself, please understand, they're not laying all the cards out. They're not shooting all the bullets at one time. If they give you a number on your trade, I can assure you that you can negotiate from that number before you make your transaction.
4: Well, if, if you don't, shame on you. But getting back to some of the other things that they're going to ask you, they're, they're going to ask you questions like, do you have your service records? Well, you know, obviously, if you're the original owner of the car and you've serviced it well, there's a reasonable chance that you're going to have those records. If you happen to be the second owner or third owner, depending on circumstances, you may have a a limited amount of those documents at your disposal, which again, if you get asked the question, do you have all the service records, there's really one of two answers. It's either, yes, I do, and that tells them that you've serviced it religiously, that more than likely they're not going to have any surprises in the shop, that there's a good chance that there's no mechanical issues with it. And so it mentally could make the vehicle, of course, more valuable to the dealer, where conversely, if you don't have those records, that mental click, click, click of my car's not worth as much has to go on through your head because it's just logic and common sense if you have a major service coming up a 30k service a 60k service a 90k service depending on the dealership they know that those big services are coming due so when Gary referenced earlier they look at your plates they look at your tires they look at when your payments due they look if you have a major service coming and they use this type of information to help formulate their plan on how to negotiate with you the value of your car When they do this step of asking these questions, things like the tires you have, critical. If they're almost bald or going to need to be replaced or mismatched, the dealer is going to offer far less for the car than they would if it had reasonable tires on it. So many people try to save money and say, oh, I won't replace the tires. Well, guess what? The parts department marks up the tires once they buy them. Then they sell them to the service department and then they mark them up. You can buy tires for several hundred dollars less than the used car manager can at any dealership.
1: Mike Gallagher believes taking down the Confederate flag is absurd.
5: I think removing the Confederate battle flag from the State House grounds the way they're going about it is a colossal mistake. I do not believe people who respect the flag and its heritage are racists. This is insanity. Whether you want to admit it or not, what we've seen happen practically overnight is just goofy.
1: The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Dennis Prager at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
6: Please allow us to show you why we are the top Honda dealer in the West Valley regions. Located at I-10 and Loop 101 in the Avondale Auto Mall.
7: Earnhardt Hyundai Avondale offers a great selection of new Hyundais and pre-owned vehicles. We pledge to offer exceptional customer service and ownership satisfaction. Located at 10401 W. Papago Freeway, Avondale, Arizona, 85323 in Avondale Auto Mall. miller nissan and mesa offers new nissans along with pre-owned cars trucks and suvs by top manufacturers general manager bill brixey will help you find that new or used car you have been searching for in the phoenix metro area you can reach him directly at 1-888-993-1126 his finance staff offers expert advice for those seeking a great deal on a new car loan or lease This service does not stop there as Phoenix area customers frequently come in and take advantage of their professional Nissan service department and fully stocked inventory of Nissan auto parts. They are located at 2025 West Auto Center Drive in Mesa, Arizona. As one of the newest members of the Earnhardt Auto Centers, Earnhardt Cadillac is proud to be your choice for all of your Cadillac needs. Located at 7901 East Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they have one of the finest inventories of luxury pre owned vehicles in the state. <laughs>
8: There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take, fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and antioxidant-rich krill oil together in one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can reduce your risk of coronary heart disease. It also promotes joint comfort in just seven days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. But only by calling 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Call now for your free bottle, 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745.
1: If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot.
2: Welcome back to 960 The Patriot, KKNT Intelligent Talk. I'm Gary Green. I'm here with my partner, Dana Southern, and we are your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. And once again, you can reach me. At 602-525-1370, you can reach Dana at
4: 602-679-8324.
2: And a special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located 8801 West Bell Road. Without a doubt, one of the finest dealerships I've ever had the opportunity to work with. As I always say, I always wish more people wanted Volkswagens because they not only make it easy... They not only give you a great deal, they really take care of you after the fact. They truly care about the people that they do business with.
4: They are a unique dealership in the Valley. And their phone number, Dana? 623-875-4000. To kind of bring back to where we finished before break, when I was talking about the parts department marking up the tires after they buy them from a tire company and then selling them to the service department or the service department, then getting them and then them mounting, balancing, and installing them and marking them up again. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Are you telling me that the parts department and the service department make the sales department pay money to do those things?
4: Oh, as you know, yes, they do. And the thing that people don't, I think, understand often is that on a lot of cars, you can go out and— even a 17-inch wheel and tire, and probably in the $700 range, get a good quality set of tires mounted, balanced, and installed.
2: Now, just to touch on that with this parts thing that Dane is talking about, sometimes you can fix the little things in your car less expensive than the dealership can. Perfect example was I helped a young lady last week get a Hyundai Sonata. She had been to two different dealerships before she spoke to me, and she wanted to have leather interior installed in the car. And I explained to her that you can do it through the dealer. This would be the price. She goes, well, the other dealer told me it was this price, which was three times what the second dealer told So one price was 1500 and one price was almost $4,000. So I explained to her that I know the gentleman, just as Dana does, that does the leather kits. They are kits. They don't take your seats apart and make leather. But the
4: kids were made for your vehicle.
2: So yesterday when we put the leather in the car, it was kind of funny when I was talking to the gal last week. She was like, well, well, can't I just go to the Hyundai dealership and have them give me a car to drive while you're putting the leather in? I said, absolutely you can. All we have to do is do the leather through them and you will get a loaner car for $500. She says, what do you mean? I said, because if we take it to the dealer and ask them for a loaner car and they're running it through their service department, they're going to do it for that amount. So when Dana's talking about if you can put a set of tires on your car, if you can fix the windshield, if you have something you can fix under warranty, fix it. You know, I always tell people that a used car manager can look
4: past the dirt on a trade. But you don't get a second chance to make a first impression.
2: Exactly. So when people tell me, well, should I wash it before I go? Yes. Yes, if it's really dirty, if it's just a little dusty, okay, but they're also going to know what Armor is looks like after you just got done with the car wash, what the new car sent that they just sprayed in your 160,000-mile car. There are certain vehicles that, you know, I was with somebody today getting a trade and appraised. So help the gentleman buy a car. It's a Cadillac Escalade. Now, Dana's going to laugh at this. An 06 Escalade. You know what the guy found was wrong with the car? You ready? I'm going to tell you. Nothing. On the, power, on the power passenger side, the power seat, It goes forward and back and up and down. Well, the track that lifts the seat up and down, not forward and back, wasn't working properly. It was a 141,000-mile Cadillac Escalade that looked like it had 50,000 miles on it. So when he came out to me to talk and started to devalue the car, I said to him, is that all you could find? Because if that's all you can find, that Cadillac will— breeze through your shop it will be on the used car lot you know it's just as important the value of your trade as to what you're paying for the car now Dana how many times have you told the guy that's appraising your car what you want for the car before he gives you a number
4: very seldom
2: very seldom I'll sometimes get an idea of what I think the car is worth and I'll play a game I do that all the time I'll write the number down on a piece of paper.
4: I'll do that as well.
2: And I'll say to him, okay, you show me what you wrote down, and I'll show you what I wrote down, and let's see. Now, most of the time, believe it or not, we're within a couple of hundred bucks because they know what Dana knows. They know what I know, and it's not the knowledge that they know. They know that Dana and I understand this. That we understand what a car is worth. So if they think they're going to under-allow or hold on the trade, it doesn't work. I had a guy say that to me the other day. He says, should I hold on the trade? And the (laughs) guy looked at him and it was a GSM that I'm friends with. And he looked at the used car man and said, listen, not only are you going to be able to hold, he's going to ask you for more than you put in the car anyway. So let's just put the number on the car.
4: So – very, very true. The other thing that dealers will use, especially when you are at that point where you're perhaps close to 60,000 miles, you've got the maybe the timing belt and water pump and a big service coming up, Your your tires are needing to be replaced, the plates are due, all these things going on. Well, guess what? The the service department for hopefully all the manufacturers have trained professional technicians that work in their service facilities. However, when a vehicle's under full warranty and you're bringing it in for service and you're having an oil change and they're charging you, you know, call it $30, and you're getting your car washed and proper fluids are being used, it's, it's a fine value. The thing that happens often, though, is when you are due for something like a 60,000-mile service, the used car manager is going to base how much he's going to take off the value of your car based on what it costs to have it done through their service department at the dealership. And for you, it may be very wise to have the 60K service done prior to trading it in elsewhere for substantially less. And then when you go to trade it in,
2: you can say it's done.
4: It's done. I have performed the 60K service. My tires are in great shape and you have all the reasons for them to pay more money.
2: Now, certified. You take a Chevrolet to a, a general, a Chevrolet dealership to trade it in and they want to certify the car at 59,000 miles. They're within a certain mileage of a service, whether it's Chevrolet, Lexus, BMW. They have to perform the service in order to certify the vehicle. Now, BMW goes so far that they won't certify a car that has not been serviced regularly. BMW doesn't allow them to do it. Now, what we're talking about is if you're a guy that leases a car, and you lease a car in every three years and 36,000 miles, one of the advantages to the three-year and 36,000-mile lease is that you're not doing the 30,000-mile service because the 30,000-mile service isn't really anything that's going to help you with the 30,000 miles. It's going to help you down the road by maintaining your vehicle past that point. So it's, it's about one word. It's about understanding, and I can assure you there's nobody that goes shopping by themselves that understands as much about a car deal as Dana does or I do. I mean, I've had conversations with people in the past week helping them, explaining them situations, and the customer would turn around and say, You know, I never thought of that. Okay. I had somebody ask me today if they, they thought our fee was worth it. Okay. My answer was, It's not that it's worth it, it's most people think we don't charge enough for what we save them.
3: Jim and J.J. Testa, commercial fleet managers at Camelback Toyota, are truly good guys in the automotive business. They've been in the car business since 1987 and the entire time in the Phoenix metro area. They are kind of like their own dealership. Very easy to work with and have the largest selection of Toyotas in the Southwest. Not to mention a great selection in pre-owned and certified vehicles. A special thanks goes to John O'Malley, managing partner, for giving Gary Green his first start in the automotive business in 1988. You can reach Jim at his desk at 602-200-5520 and JJ at 602-532-4472. Earnhardt Kia, the fastest growing Kia dealership and the number one volume dealership in the Valley of the Sun. Located on Bell Road, just minutes from Scottsdale and Glendale. Our locations allow us to serve all the greater Metro Phoenix areas as well as nearby Tempe and Peoria. You can visit us at 2121 East Bell Road in Phoenix or call General Manager Scott Clark at 602-345-5405. Have you
5: ever noticed that every time the subject of immigration comes up, the conversation just never seems to go anywhere? Our border remains porous, and we want a fence. But a fence, we're told from the people who live in gated communities, just won't work. And so the issue dies, and in a nutshell, nothing changes. Hey, this is Mike Gallagher. Most of you are familiar with my friend Ann Coulter and her no-holds-barred approach to the issues and challenges facing the country we all love. Well, she's at it again, and in Adios, America, Anne is at her provocative best, trying to stop the left from turning our country into a third-world hellhole, but she's providing our nation the provocative conversation we need to have, and we need to have it now. Grab a copy of Anne's book, and let's start that conversation today.
1: Adios, America, the left's plan to turn our country into a third-world hellhole, from Anne Coulter, is out now from Regnery Publishing, and available at Amazon.com. Barnes and Noble
4: and bookstores everywhere.
2: I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
4: Summer
0: isn't fun when you're hungry.
2: If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give.
5: Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework.
0: If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer.
5: I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk grill clean
0: So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun.
2: I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
0: School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're Feeding America.
7: Contact St. Mary's Food Bank Alliance at 602-242-FOOD. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
3: Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth
2: Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. <laughs> Looking to know what's up on The Dennis
1: Prager Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. The Patriot.
4: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my partner, Gary Green, and we are Your Car Insiders. You can reach Gary at 602 525 1370. You can reach me at 602-679-8324. You can go to our website, which is yourcarinsiders.com. You can like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Your Car Insiders Facebook page. On our website, there's just lots and lots and lots of testimonials from people that we've assisted over the years. recommend that perhaps you take a little time to read through them Read through some of them. Some were kind of lengthy, but we didn't ask them what to write. But to finish up on one last thing that I wanted to talk about, it's the question of did you buy an extended warranty? Now, when you go to trade in your vehicle, if the dealership knows that you purchase an extended warranty and there's an extended warranty in effect on the vehicle that you're looking to trade in, what do you think, Gary? Do you think they're a little more comfortable? The chances are there's not going to be anything major wrong with it?
2: Absolutely.
4: And so ultimately that peace of mind for the dealer, knowing that if there was something wrong, logic would dictate you would have had it fixed, makes them more comfortable. But the part that I want to talk about is the money. When you have an extended warranty or purchase an extended warranty, the dealer is A, going to be happy you have it because it's going to give him a comfort level with the repairs – But the second part of it is is they want to figure out how to scoop, take, capture your refund from your extended warranty. When you purchase an extended warranty, if you trade it in your vehicle prior to it maturing, the warranty that you've purchased, it's prorated based on time or miles. And ultimately, the finance people, the sales managers, they're very, very skilled in figuring out how to either – persuade you to apply that money towards your next extended warranty. And the problem with that is if we helped you get the extended warranty the first time, we know you got a great deal. Depending on how long you've had it, you can't have that much money coming back.
2: Now, what he just said, I've helped people that when we were done and I explained to them what they paid for their last warranty, and I gave them an idea as to what they were going to expect for a refund, they kind of looked at me funny when I explained to them that you're now going to buy a new warranty for m- longer term, l- more miles, and you're going to pay less than your refund. than your refund. Because I can't tell you how many times I hear people tell me, well, I don't see value in the warranty because it's 3400 bucks." I don't see value in the warranty because it's this. There's only a couple of vehicles that the warranties get crazy. Now, to give you an example, the gentleman that I helped buy a 2014 1,400-mile Corvette the other day looked at a 2005 Dodge Viper. And I watched the finance director go to Chrysler's site, to log in to put the VIN number. The warranty for five years sixty thousand miles was over five thousand dollars. So I sat with my friend and I explained to my friend that I don't need nor want your money for having you do the wrong thing. Now Ray, let me ask you a question. You're not getting a good interest rate, the car is not comfortable, the warranty's fifty some hundred dollars, and your girlfriend doesn't like the car. What are we looking at? Now, we left the dealership, and the next morning, he bought a 2014 1,800-mile Corvette that the warranty was less than, was about a third of what the warranty was on the Viper. Okay, folks, there's more than one piece of the puzzle. This piece of the puzzle that Dana and I have been talking about today, this trade, okay, I can't tell you, I don't know where to start to tell people how used car market has changed since the cash for clunkers, that dealerships are now keeping cars with over 100,000 miles. I remember in 1988, when I got in the car business, had 75,000 miles on it, the the used car manager wrote wholesale only on the car.
4: And there has been, you know, in the last few years, because the sales have rebounded to where... This year, we're on pace to, well, not we, Dana and Gary, but the U.S. auto market is on pace to sell over 17 million new cars. Last month in May, it was the biggest single month in automotive sales in the United States since March of 2005, I want to say. In fact, I'm positive it's 2005.
2: No, that That's 10 years. That Viper was brand new that I looked at that was 10 years old.
4: But getting back to the, the trade-in, what we do is make sure that we get every dollar for it, and then we guide you as to what you should and shouldn't do in order to get the best use of your dollars.
2: It's it's all about you. Dana and I are there to help you. We're not there to help the dealership. The last thing that I'll tell somebody when I'm on the phone with them that I've never met is that the one thing you have to do is trust the fact that I'm not going to allow anybody to talk you into doing something that you shouldn't be doing.
1: The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. By erasing, forgetting, and eradicating, and obliterating our own history, we are
0: making aliens of ourselves and raising an entire generation of generations
1: to come who will be aliens in a country they do not know. And that's how you lose the American
4: dream. And that's how you lose the American idea. And ultimately, sadly, that is how you lose America.
1: Weekday nights from 9 to 11 p.m.
6: Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to our clients. At Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people that know how to take care of a Lexus, but more importantly, people that know how to take care of you. Located at 6905 East McDowell Road in Scottsdale.
1: Parents of future scholars, 960 The Patriot and private schools around the valley have teamed up to offer half-off tuition. Now you can enroll your child at a top-notch private Christian school for half-off the first year. Smaller class sizes, one-on-one attention, better learning environment, improved grades and attitude. Private Christian education will brighten your child's future, but half-priced tuitions won't last long. For a list of valley-area schools, visit 960thepatriot.com.
3: Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser.
4: Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic
2: and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick.
5: And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math,
3: I I learned that I'm trash.
4: The
5: only thing I didn't
3: learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps.
1: Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but
0: they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
7: When I started having trouble reading and threading a sewing needle, I went to the ophthalmologist right away. I have AMD, Age-Related Macular Degeneration. It's the leading cause of blindness in people over 60. I'm getting treatments now, and my vision is better. I also call the Foundation Fighting Blindness to learn how to prevent and manage AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for helpful information on AMD. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS.
1: If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on The Patriot 960 KKNT Intelligent Talk. Once again, my name is Gary Green. You can reach me at 602 525-1370. 5251370 you can reach Dana at
4: 6026798324
2: you know each week what we're trying to do is just reach out to people and share helpful hints on the car, car buying process now very seldom do we miss a car deal when we show up with the client to help them buy a car and very seldom do we miss a deal On a trade. Now, I had a client that a couple of weeks ago had a car that had extensive body damage, had been repaired, and there was nothing on the Carfax. Now, if one thing that I want people to understand is that we do what we do to help people. Now, if you tell me we're trading your car in and the transmission's bad in the car, okay. Hopefully, the used car manager drives the car, and he sees that the transmission's bad. If he's not driving the car, and he's just looking out over his desk at the vehicle and running the VIN number, I jokingly think sometimes they get what they deserve. But most of the times, and I'm going to ask Dana this question, because Dana ran dealerships. Okay, How many dealerships did you run, or how many dealerships did you work in, where they had a gentleman that all he did was appraise the trade-ins. Most of the time. Now, I can go back to 1988 when I started in the car business, and there was a little guy at ABC Nissan, Dave Dave Kaplan. Kaplan. And all Dave Kaplan did was get in the car with you as the salesperson. And to me, he was always very cordial. A lot of the guys didn't like him. They thought he was mean. I liked him. I liked him. And he would drive around the block. He'd come out of ABC, Nissan, go up to 12th Street, he'd drive down to Bethany Home, make a right, come back up 16th Street, and come back into the dealership. And then he'd appraise the car, and the funny part about it was when he appraised the car, he filled out that little card, pulled his copy off, and put it in an envelope. You didn't know what the car was appraised. It was a secret between him and the used car, and the new car manager working the car deal. But... Trust me on this. As Dana and I talk about, when you're dealing with that fleet internet person, okay, they could have been in the car business for two months, two weeks, two years, whatever. I can promise you this the guy that's looking at your used car
4: is not brand new in the car business. Oh, no, he's not. And one of the things that I kind of also wanted to touch on is going to service. You know, if you have a car, whether you trade it or not, you're thinking about trading it and you know that you think or you're due for for certain services that are recommended. Where are they recommended? Make sure that it's in the service manual, owner's manual, that they say to do it. I had a very lovely couple that I helped this past week that prior to calling me had spent $4,300 in the service department at a Lexus dealership on a vehicle that they serviced there about every three months since the day they brought it new. And the only thing it said, because they happened to report to Carfax, was AC serviced. Now, I don't know what they did for $4,300, but I can tell you this. If that vehicle had been taken to an authorized, qualified Lexus repair shop that wasn't the dealer, I'm willing to bet that that $4,000 bill wouldn't have been a quarter of it. You have to know who you're dealing with. Service advisors are salespeople. They are paid on commission. So when you get recommended certain items by your local trusted dealer, like if you went to the doctor and they told you you had something terribly wrong with you, you'd want to get a second opinion.
2: You know, this week I was... My wife and I, she's on vacation, so we did a lot of driving. And when I say a lot of driving, my wife does not drive her truck. Okay, She has a 2013 truck with 10,000 miles on it.
4: Compared to you, she doesn't drive. Correct. So
2: we were out the other day, and we drove up to Mormon Lake to go horseback riding. And then we drove through Jerome, and they have this old... Ghost Town, Ghost Mine they call it, with all of these old trucks lined up throughout the mountain. And I was talking to the gentleman, and it turns out that this little guy there with his Rip Van Winkle beard and the baseball cap, and he looked like maybe 120 pounds, five, foot five soaking wet, owned the whole thing. So joking around, I said to him, is any of this for sale? Nope, it's my passion. It's what I love to do. Now, he had a, an old Harley Davidson sitting there, and I was wearing my a Harley T-shirt. And he looked at me, and he said, you ever seen one of these before? A pre-war Harley Davidson. Pre-war is prior to World War II. It was a 1942 Harley Davidson. And I happened to look over, and he had a bedroll on the handlebars. And I looked down, and there was the... Tags expiring in March of 2017. So I looked at him and said, this thing runs? He says, yeah, I got to fix one of the magnets, the magneto or whatever, something to start. It's kind of hard to start right now. But, you know, yeah, it runs. And then he showed me this. But the point was, after spending the day driving around, going through the dirt roads doing this, I went to my wife and said, hey, when we stop on the way home, I just want to stop at, you know, checker and buy an, an air filter. Okay. Now, the air filter at the dealership is $49 for her Dodge Ram pickup truck. It's $14 in the Walmart that we were in. And it takes literally three clips to unclip the air cleaner cover, lift it up, pull out the air cleaner, and I pull the air cleaner out, and it is as white as a white sheet of paper.
4: It does not need to be replaced.
2: So I told my wife that we'll just put this in the closet, and we'll change it. And I said, and it's going to be a test. When we take your truck in for its oil change, when you come back, she's going up to the mountains for the weekend with her mom. They share the same birthday. When you come back, we'll take your car for an oil change, and I'll bet you a dollar that...
4: They recommend replacing it.
2: They recommend replacing the air filter.
4: Well, I'm going to tell you kind of a sad story. I, I did fix it, but many, many years ago... I had hired a gentleman to be a service advisor at the dealership that I ran for many years. And I knew the gentleman because I had worked in the same dealership with him many years prior, and he was a very jovial, likable guy. At the dealership I ran, we did drug testing, background checks, personality profiles, multiple interviews. We ended up hiring this gentleman, and I use that term loosely, to be a service advisor. We had a young lady, well, she was probably close to 80 years old, so young is, I guess, subjective. But she had come in with her older Honda Civic to have service performed because it was due, I believe, for an oil change. When she arrived at the dealership, the gentleman, again loosely using that term, informed her, based on the mileage in her car, Based on you know what it was, she was due for timing belt, water pump, drive belts, serpentine belts, about twelve hundred dollars plus or minus worth of stuff at the time and the young lady said, "Well, if that's what my car needs, take care of it." So the car gets brought back into the shop. One of my technicians that had been with me for many years gets the car in his stall. As he's taking the cover off for the timing belt cover, he looks in, and he was a, is and was a wonderful mechanic. And one of the things that he would do is he would sign his signature on the timing belt when he replaced it and date it. Now, that's someone that is a professional that pays attention to detail and takes pride in their work. Well, when he opened up that cover and he saw his own signature on the belt, he went directly to the service advisor that I would recently hired and explained to him that he could not replace the timing belt and water pump and do the repairs that the service advisor had just sold because if he looked in history, he would see that that same technician had done it just a year prior. The service advisor told the technician, I sold the work, you do it. Yeah. And it's- Then the technician, being a fine employee and a fine person, came directly to me and told me what had just transpired. I left my office. I don't know if I touched the ground from the time I left my office to I got to where the service advisor was on the phone in his office. I walked in, and I told him to hang up the phone. He said, I'm talking to a client. I said, I don't care who you're talking to. Hand the phone to someone else or hang up now. Then I brought him into the office right across from where he was, got the parts manager in there. Of course, I fired him, but more importantly, he knew quite well that if he was on that lot more than 30 seconds, he had a lot more to worry about than just being fired.
2: fired. You know, and it's, 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 it's just kind of funny because it's—and it's not funny. It's criminal. You know, I have a friend of mine— Happens
4: all the time.
2: I have a friend of mine that we met for lunch. And we met for lunch because his truck was being serviced. And I walked him back to the dealership. I went to the dealership with him after lunch, and I walked him into the general manager's office, and I introduced him to the general manager. So and introduced him to the general manager. We had a conversation— and my buddy Tim said, hey, I'm going to wait on my car. They said it's going to be done in 5, 10, 15 minutes. So I leave, and I get a phone call from my fr- I call him later. Hey, everything all right? He says, yeah. He says, I'm just a little confused. He said, they fixed so many things under warranty, but today it was $800 to fix my truck. So I said, Tim, please tell me you didn't pay the bill, and you're calling me to tell me this so I can make a phone call. Ah, eh, you know, I just paid the bill. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. So I picked up the phone. I called my friend, and I asked him to please call me back right away. There was an issue with my friend that I just introduced him to. So I called him up, and I explained to him, as he called me back, what had happened. And he said, Gary, let me call you back in five minutes. So he calls you back in five minutes and tells me it's all taken care of. I'm crediting the gentleman's credit card back, the 860 some odd dollars for the repair. And I was like, you know, this is the part I don't get. Whether the warranty company's paying or the customer's paying, the dealership's getting paid. Now, my problem at that point is this guy, is this guy submitting a warranty claim and having the customer pay and double-dipping?
4: No, not okay.
2: Not okay. Now... How many times does this happen to people every day? Now, the same gentleman. My buddy is meticulous about taking care of his vehicles. We met for lunch one day again. He does his auto repairs on Thursday so that I can pick him up. We can go have lunch, and he gets his car, and we're done. So he calls me up, and he says to me, Hey, I'm dropping my car off to get the oil changed. Can you pick me up? Absolutely. Drive over. Now, you'll notice we're not mentioning the dealer's names. We're not in business to bash anybody. So we pick up the car. We're having lunch. And the next thing you know, we're sitting there, and the phone rings, and it's the service advisor from the dealership. And he proceeds to read the laundry list of repairs that my friend's Honda CRV needs, and he says, hey, it's 1900 some odd dollars. You know what? Go ahead and just finish the oil change up. I'll pick the car up. We pick the car up, I drive him over to Earnhardt Honda, introduce my friend to the general manager of the dealership, he introduces us to the service director, the car goes into service, gets the work done that he needs, they tell him the work that he doesn't need, and instead of 1900 some odd dollars, it was 540 bucks.
4: That's why if you care about anyone... Please call Gary at 602-525-1370 or me, Dana, at 602-679-8324. Have a great week.